Welcome to another episode of the Men Insights Podcast, reviewing episode three of The Last of Us. And this one, whew, yeah, I just got done watching it. This one is perhaps the most emotional episode of the season so far, at least by my estimation and from what I'm seeing from the reactions on Twitter. Uh, yeah, this is one where it definitely deviates completely almost completely from what we got in the games because this is the introduction of the character Bill and we get to meet Frank who we know of Bill and Frank in the game we are only we only get to meet Bill in the game Frank we only get to meet after the fact because again these episode reviews um, they're all spoiler reviews so if you haven't watched the episodes you know please do so and come back to this or if you haven't played the game please do so and come back to this um but yeah if you've played the game and if you've watched the episode you already know where this kind the story kind of goes but this one takes a rich a much much different path than what we get in the game to get in the game uh we meet bill in this town this abandoned town that only he lives in and frank we would learn through a subtle dialogue that they were partners you know or you know partners however you you know you might interpret that okay they were together but we meet frank after he's already died because in the games he is bitten and rather than succumbing to the infection he kills himself uh by hanging and uh in the show that is not how the story goes in the show we rather than getting the cold open like we've had in the previous episodes where it has the flashback we get the we get the flashback after the introduction of the show which Honestly, I really like that they, they are doing these flashbacks uh, to kind of really, like I said, help with these connective tissues uh, for the stories along the way. Because, you know, in the game, there's only so much you can story you can tell because you want to get to the gameplay, uh, which they've you know spoken about on the official Last of Us podcast uh, hosted by Troy Baker and with uh, along with Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, uh, which phenomenal. Again, like I said in the last review for episode two. If you love learning about the behind the scenes creative stuff like I do, please do yourselves a favor and check it out. You can do so on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, um, which I'm going to check that one out once I'm done recording this. And um, But yeah, we flash back to September of 2003 where the outbreak has begun and we get to meet Bill and he is a survivalist uh, or, you know, doomsday prepper uh, as some people might like to refer to it as. Um, but before we get to that, we, uh, get a little bit of inter- interaction from Joel and Ellie, um, where they're just, they're kind of picking up from where they left off, uh, at the end of episode two, after Tess has died, um, they are making their way to Bill's town, and then we stop by a little, uh, little convenience store, gas station, uh, pharmacy-looking kind of place, and we get some more callbacks to the games, more references to the games that I loved, uh, where we're in the game, in the Last of Us video game, they get to this little pizzeria place that has a little arcade machine. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of the game was, but we get more backstory to it when you play the Left Behind DLC with uh, Ellie and Riley. But and we get a little bit of reference to that here, where Ellie finds a arcade inside the little store, and she gets excited and says, "Oh, you know, I had a friend who knew all about this game." Uh, but in the show, it's the arcade for Mortal Kombat 2, which as someone who loves 
Mortal Kombat, I geeked out for that so hard. Um, and yeah, just like how she says in the game, yeah, oh, there's a character. In the game, she says, oh, there's a character, you know, where she gets you and whatever. But in here, she says, oh, a character named Molina. She chews you up and spits out your bones. <sighs> I really wish they would have done a special remaster of the old Mortal Kombat games for the 30th anniversary, just like Street Fighter did for their games. But anyways, um, and then that's when we get to uh, Bill... And his flashback, where we get to meet Frank for the first time, and this is where we see the full spectrum of the story from beginning to end of Frank and Bill, because this entire episode is about Bill and Frank, and because we don't get the we don't get the, the full story of Bill and Frank's relationship in the game, and I'm and I'm glad that we actually got that here, because damn, it was such a such a beautiful story told. Amazing performances from Nick Offerman as Bill, from Marie Bartlett as Frank, uh, which I'm not very familiar with with him. Uh, this is my first time that I'm aware of seeing him. Nick Offerman, I've seen him in plenty of things. You know, I've seen him, seen him with George Lopez, uh, Parks and Recreation, a couple of guest spots that he had on Will and Grace, um, and one of my favorite performances of his before and here was in uh, The Founder, the movie about the, you know, how McDonald's came about. He was, he did a great job in that film. Um, because most people, they associate him with Ron Swanson, Parks and Recreation, and, you know, him being a, a comedy actor. But I knew from watching him in The Founder that he could be very, he could do very well in dramatic roles. And he was absolutely, absolutely brilliant on the, with his performance on this episode. Did an amazing job as Bill. Uh, we got to see such a a departure from the portrayal of Bill that we get in the games. Because in the game, Bill has just shut himself off from the world. He's doesn't trust anybody or, or for anyone for anything or whatever. And in here, we see Bill. Yes, he still has his little trust. He has his trust issues. That that element of his personality and character is still there, still very much present. But we also see him very vulnerable. And when he meets Frank. He allows himself to open up to a possibility of a world with love. Is essentially what it is, and which that is what that is what the one of the essential themes for the first Last of Us game, especially, was the theme of love. That we do the things we do things for those that we love, because love is such a powerful force in the world. That you know we can do amazing things. In the name of love, we can do terrible things in the name of love. Because love is that powerful. And we get to see a lot of that from... We see that that development from Bill and Frank on here through their development of their relationship with, you know, Bill. You know, I guess, you know, like the way they portrayed her, that he kind of comes to terms with himself and his, his sexuality. And we get to see him and Frank uh, explore the the beginnings of their relationship because bill had never been with a man in that way before and frank i'm assuming he has by based on how he uh approaches bill to make the move i guess and also the food that bill makes and serves frank in their first interaction i think it's supposed to be rabbit um i mean that's what frank says uh whether or not it actually is that plate looked damn delicious and i would love to you know, you have a serving of that. Um, and, but yeah, v Bill, because his character, he's very much, yeah, you know, doomsday prepper, survivalist, very hardened, anti-government, conspiracy, and all that fun stuff. Uh, and 
And it's kind of, they do have some, they do have some funny moments, like, where we cut, there's a flash, like, three years later in their relationship. Because in the beginning, Bill, he just, you know, wants to have something to eat and he'll be on his way to Boston. But then he's, then he says, like, all right, I'll, I'll stay a couple more days. And then it cuts to three years later that they've been together. And, you know, Frank is just wanting a little bit of gasoline and some paint so he can pretty up the town because it's only been him. Dumped it in the microphone. Uh, it's only been him and Bill this entire time, and and Frank makes a comment of something like, you know, like you know that the, the about the government, you know, like the government being, you know, that like you think the government is not, you know, you're, you live in the world of, you know, 9/11 was an inside job, and the government is, you know, is full of Nazis, and then Bill's like, you know, the the, the, gov- the government is Nazis, and then Frank's like, sure, now, but not then, which. I mean, you can kind of take that in a lot of ways and apply it to real life, but it was a very funny interaction, in my opinion. Um, and this is where we actually get the find. We find out that Frank uh, communicating through the CV radio has actually been in communication with Tess, and we actually we get to see a quick little return of Tess on this episode, which uh, is going to make a couple of people that I know of who are big fans of Anatov from Fringe, especially that they're, when they get to see her again in this episode, they're going to enjoy that. Um, uh, assuming they haven't already, but you know, whether or not, whenever they do, they will be very happy. I know that. And not that I'm, she's going to be watching this because she hasn't gotten started on Last of Us, but when she does, and I know she'll have an emotional hit from episode two, but she'll be happy to see her again on this episode. But anyways, um, uh, and then we get to see Joel and Tess, much, a little younger, you know, Joel looks a little more cleaned up, um, Tess it looks a lot cleaner, her hair, she doesn't have the gray hair like she does in the first two episodes, um, and also, while on the subject of Tess, uh, rest in peace to Annie Warshing, who, uh, who had played Tess in the Last of Us video game, and, um, yeah, sadly she passed away, uh, due to, from a battle with cancer, and, um, yeah, uh, anyone who knows me and my history with people with, uh, cancer in my life, um, yeah, fuck cancer is all I can say to that. And, um, but yeah, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the Twitter right now and there's a GoFundMe for, uh, her children. Uh, for anyone who would like to contribute to that, I will put the link to that in the description for this episode for anyone that would like to contribute to that to, you know, help make sure that her family will be taken care of. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, back to the show and, uh, yeah, we get to see the interaction with them and planting the seeds of their friendship that, uh, we would get to see a little bit of it in the, in the video game. And, uh, we see that Frank and Tess hit it off right away. Um, Bill and Joel are a little he- more hesitant uh, to trust each other, but eventually they do. Um, and their 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 bond starts when uh, Joel notices the gate uh, outside of their ho- Bill and Frank's house that the uh, the corrosion for the wiring. He'll he'll get it. He'll get him a few you know tools of of uh, aluminum wiring that'll you know, help them keep them safe for the rest of their lives. And then we get to, sorry, I keep bumping into my desk and the microphone and the camera keeps wobbling. But anyways, I'm, I keep rambling on. Then we get a a quick little moment where, because, uh, because Joel warns Bill, you know, that, you know, a bunch of people, the people that will try to raid the town, 
you know, any they'll try to do so at night, try to get past the his the traps and all that. And then cut to later on. I'm, I don't know if it's later on the same night or like a, a night later on, but it does happen where you get some people that are trying to enter into their town and they are taken out by Bill's traps. We get a very cool looking trap where like a bunch of where we get some like like circular saw looking things or like a blowtorch whatever thing and it shoots out gasoline and fire. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's like, it's like a a circular saw that's sparking up against some pipes. Gasoline, you know, shoots out and then the sparks get some flames. These people are burned up alive. Bill has his little rifle gun shooting all them. I mean, I'm not an expert on guns, so I can't name what every gun is, but it looked like a sniper rifle based on my limited knowledge that I acquired from the video games. Uh and there he's Bill's taking all of them out. Frank comes out trying to save Bill. Bill gets shot in the stomach. And then he lays them out on the dining room table. And he's trying to, you know, nurse him back to health. And then, you know, because, and then Bill, thinking that this will be his final moments, tells him, tells Frank, call Joel. He'll take, he'll take care of you. He'll, he'll protect you. Then it cuts to 10 years later. And we see that he hasn't, Bill has survived. And then now they are both. They both are very, very old. They have grown old together. And Frank is in a wheelchair because his health has been on a bad decline. And even though they don't explicitly explicitly say it on the sh on the dialogue, it's pretty clear that this is kind of a it's it's some kind of disease. Is it? I'm, I mean, from what I read, it was it's AIDS. Is what I read that it, that it is that Frank has in the in here. Um. I'm sure once I listen to the podcast, you know, Neil and Craig will confirm or deny whether or not what that was. Uh, but you because know, I'm I'm thinking about from Forrest Gump, where everyone assumed that uh, that Jenny had AIDS, but it was actually hepatitis that she had. Um, so maybe it could be something like that. Although I don't know with hepatitis in this in this iteration, I don't know. But anyways, cause, but yeah, because when because uh, we see him, like Bill's helping Frank into bed like the night before. And then when he wakes up the next morning, he sees that Frank is in his wheelchair. And he, Frank says, you know, it took him all night to get into that chair. And then Bill's, you know, like frustrated with it. You know, you shouldn't do that because I don't want you to fall asleep in your chair. and Because your legs will go numb and it'll turn blue and whatever. And then Frank, that's when Frank says, you know, today is my last day. And then we cut to after the, you know, they have a little, I'm assuming they have a, deep conversation about what's going on where he opens up to him about what's going on and he says you know there's no you know even if there was a doctor that could you know help him there's no cure for it there wasn't one even before the outbreak so frank just accepts his fate and says you know i want to you know talks about the having the good days and the bad days but he's had more good days with bill so he says you know i want to go to the boutique pick out a nice outfit um, we're gonna get married, you know, and you're gonna make make us a nice dinner. Then you're gonna take these, crush up these pills, serve serve them in my my wine. I will drink it. Then you will take me to bed, and and I'll be in your arms, or and all that. And then we cut to, yeah. And I'm I'm I I'm gonna say I cried during this little montage because goddamn, there was such a beautiful story that they told here. Uh, and also one of the other flashbacks was um with uh strawberries uh that they, that they show because they saying that frank said i traded one of your guns for some seeds and 
damn those fresh strawberries look so delicious i love i'm, I'm craving some strawberries right now but anyways um we get yeah, that beautiful beautiful montage of uh them getting married so just beautifully done and the cinematography was great the set designs of this town was just amazing as i said in the previous episode the production value on this show is just top notch absolutely amazing the art department the production crew people who assembled everything built everything from the ground up assuming it was all from the ground up the props people the set designers all of them deserve so much praise for the beautiful work that they put into this um and then when bill is serving them their final meal together it's the same meal that they had from their first interaction and that's when i started to you know, really cry my eyes out a little bit more so i don't know if you can kind of hear it in my voice where i'm still a little bit emotional because goddamn their performances were just so beautifully done on this and then it gets to the end of the meal and they have their glasses of wine and bill takes out the pills pours it into the drink and then they both have their glasses of wine and then frank just kind of has a look on his face like where he just notices how they both you know after frank and bill had gulped down the wine as well and that's where we kind of just learned that frank had all had also crushed up some pills and put it into his wine now bill rather that pill put it into his wine and because he wanted to go with him and ah, that's where i cried a little bit more because again just god i didn't i didn't expect this episode to be as emotional as as it was but it was such a beautifully done episode and yeah they have their wine and then they both go off to bed and then that's when we cut back to uh i'm assuming it's the next day with joel and ellie approaching the gate and they enter the town they enter into the home nobody's answering so joel goes around and starts you know searching around seeing to see what's going on he knocks on the bedroom door no one answers ellie sees a note left on the dining room table she looks at it and that's where it's a letter from bill it's addressed to to whom to whomever but probably joel is how it's written on the envelope with a key to the truck that's in the garage uh the letter talks about and about again kind of going back to what tess said in the previous episode about about saving you know saving the people that you love and you know saving who you can save and after that uh then joel asks to see ellie's arm again and sees that the the bite mark has not changed at all and then that's when we get another bit of dialogue exchange taken right out of the game although in the game it takes place after there's the the they have the uh the chase in the subway from fedra and the clickers um but in here it's after they find out that you know bill and frank are dead which i am a little disappointed that we didn't get to have the like in the games the interaction with uh bill and ellie but for the sake of the story that they are trying to tell on the show i am okay with that i am accepting that it's not going to be a one-to-one top to bottom 100 percent accurate adaptation and i'm okay with that and just begin just that slight little disappointment of not getting to have the interaction between them but you know in bill's letter he says that he's gonna leave he leaves everything in there 
to Joel all the guns, all the ammo, all the any supplies that they need to Joel. And then, so then they're searching through boxes and looking through supplies. And Ellie gets excited because there's hot water, so she goes to take a shower and gets has the new clothes. They both do so, and uh, and we finally get them in the iconic look that they have in the game. Joel with the plaid shirt, Ellie with the t-shirt that we is her signature look. And but oh, right before they have the they they do all that, we get the the callbacks to the dialogue of you know you don't you don't bring up Tess ever and keep our 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 past to ourselves. And don't tell anyone about your condition. You do what I say when I say it. And and then Ellie responding, replying with what you say goes. And then they get into the car or the truck. And Ellie puts in the tape to, you know, just like in the in the game. It was a Hank Williams uh, tape that she plays. I believe it's Hank Williams. But on the pier, it's a Lena Rodstand song. Uh, because that's... A callback to the Bill and Frank's first interaction, where he's playing Linda, a, one of Linda's songs on the piano, um, and then we get, and then that's how the episode ends. And uh, next on the next one, we're gonna have the interaction with the hunters, because uh, and we got the nice little in the preview for the episode we got our first little callback from what's in the gonna be from the game on on this episode, where we see one of the people you know. Holding his son, he's like, "Oh, help! I need help!" And then, you know, Joel just says, he, "You know, he, you know, it's like, oh, are you gonna help him?" Like, no, because that's where the shit goes down. And uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode, reviewing episode three of The Last of Us. Honestly, it might be my favorite episode of the season so far because I don't know, just the complete deviation of what we expected from the show and from the story. I loved it and. I mean, cause I, I am a fan of subvert, subverting expectations, and especially when executed as well as it is here. But yeah, I would honestly say this is my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, I don't know, it's Craig and Neil and the team, they've they've just been hitting home run after home run after home run with every episode. And, and then we, we also got the official announcement of season two uh, has been greenlit. And so, and which of course, adapting part two, uh, which I believe, from what I've my understanding, is that they're actually going to split part two into two seasons. Which, hey, plenty of story from part two to expand into two seasons. So I am more than okay with that. Uh, but yeah, we're getting season two officially. So I'm excited for that. Which means we're going to get Abby at some point. Hell, maybe the end of this season we might get a we might get Abby. Who knows? They might have already cast her. We're just not sure yet. They want to probably leave that as a surprise. Um, because again, if you've played the part two, you know where this story goes, and for the first game, leading into part two, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes when we get to that point in the story. And um, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Minutize Podcast. I uh, hope you all enjoyed my recap of the episode. I, I realized I'm not doing the most uh, detailed reviews and recaps and rundowns of the episodes. You know, a lot of other podcasters and youtubers that do a much better job of that than i do but especially because they have partners that they can bounce off of and have those kind of the uh, extra details for but it's just me speaking uh, about things that i love and i'm passionate about and i'm very passionate about the last of us video games and of the series now but yeah 
Thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, all the direct links will be in the link tree that I have on the description of this episode. And, and if you would like to discuss The Last of Us with me, whether it's the TV show or the game or both, you can do so on my social media. All the direct links will be in there as well for Twitter, Instagram, Bureau, Snapchat, TikTok, um, and also the link to my store. If you'd like to support me uh, financially on there, you can do so. That link is in the description too. And, uh, and check out my reviews for episodes one and two uh, as well, if you haven't already. And uh, I'll be back later this week, uh, maybe with a Royal Rumble recap. Uh, if I uh, feel so inclined to do so, um, and uh, yeah, because uh, full disclosure, and just gonna say it right now, Royal Rumble 2023 was an absolute banger of a show, and uh, so yeah, maybe I will come back in a few days and uh, discuss that one as well, because there was a lot of great storytelling on that show too, and uh, and also I will also, like I said previously, I'll be attending Monday Night Raw next week at the Amway Center so I might do an episode discussing my experience there and that'll be a fun one so yeah once again thank you all so much for watching for listening for subscribing I love and appreciate every single one of you who do because while I do this for myself for the love of the things that I talk about on air I also do it for all of you because I love having these discussions with a lot of you and I love you know for some of the people that maybe might not know as much about this stuff as, as, as I do. I mean, I don't claim to be an expert on all of it, but you know, some people actually find my stuff to be informative and, you know, that, I, that means a lot to me, honestly. It really does. So I'm happy to help out people, you know, who are learning some of these things through me. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I hope you all are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, taking care of yourselves and your loved ones um, because, you know, you only get one life in this world. If you're, if we're, you know, if we're fortunate to live a long one, and uh, hope you all continue to be beautiful people that I know you are and that you can be. And uh, this has been the Men and Science Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>